Welcome to BSD Talk number 204. It's Tuesday, May 31st, 2011. What follows is one of the interviews I did during BSD Can 2011. Did get a few interviews, plus I did record a lot of the talks, although I don't normally post the talks themselves into the podcast stream because often they're referring to something on the screen that you can't see while you're hearing the audio. So I am reviewing them to see whether there's a few of those that I could post, but until then... Here's one of the interviews that I did with some of the speakers in between the talks. Today on BSD Talk, we're here again at BSD Can 2011, and I'm here with Ingo and Kristaps, two of the developers working on Mandoc. So uh, why don't we start with you, and if you could describe uh, what you do and how you got involved in the project. Actually, I got involved in the OpenBSD project by using it for almost a decade for running firewall, a few internet servers like mail and web servers, and um, also an NFS server serving the internal network for the student organization of the University of Karlsruhe. And at some point I just started uh, sending patches of the things I'd fetched anyway. They were partly in NYP related stuff in a bit later in the CLIP and in in various things. Well, and that's how you usually, at one point, get a mail from Theo, whether you want an account. That's how it all started. And then um, one of the first things I've, I actually found as a larger project was that I discovered this abandoned Mandoc directory in the tree, and that probably leads over to Chris Debs. Oh, well, I, I thought that Mandoc actually was begun in. in November of 2008 is the earliest commits we can find, although I probably had something before then that I just hadn't really put into CVS. And, uh, and I've said, as I've said many times before, it was just to prettily allow me to, to use CSS to display my, my uh, HTML man pages and not depend on grow HTML, which kind of produced this uh, unformatted uh, baseline appearing manuals, and I just didn't like how they looked. And I also didn't like how people generally take the ASCII, remove the uh, escape characters and just dump that directly. So I thought it was ugly, I wanted something nice, so I embarked upon uh, that. And I think that it was initially committed into OpenBSD uh, at the invitation of Theo in 2009, and that would be in, at AsiaBSDCon, which I believe was in... Around November, probably. No, AsiaBSDCon, I think, was in the in springtime, because it was after... Ah, summer, okay, yeah, so in March. In March or April. So it March. was even 2010, March, March 2010, something, yeah. But that was 2009, because it was 2008 when I started the project, I think. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, uh, now it seems like quite quite a long a long time ago, and, uh, and I guess the rest is history. Ingo uh, started working with me fairly soon after that, by my recollection, and kind of, uh, I had pulled back mostly to doing development in, on the BSDLV upstream repository. Uh, Ingo snapped up the downstream repository uh, on OpenBSD, and we started to work together in terms of uh, him integrating patches that I had written at first, and then gradually working uh, more and more as an authority on the code base, which is 
is fairly complicated given what it has to handle. And then the rest can be kind of uh, tracked in Ingo's presentation at BSD Canvas here, where he kind of uh, talked about uh, specific events in terms of the development of Mandoc in relation to OpenBSD and also upstream. Now, as an end user, is this project going to do anything for me? I mean, I, I think about, you know, I'm at the console, I type man ls and I get a man page. Uh, for, from an end user perspective, is this something that affects that process for me? Uh, most certainly. Actually, I think the most important reason for doing it um, was correctness and usability. So the main point is that before it, we had graph 115 in the tree, which is about a decade old and quite buggy. So um, if you include people writing man pages into the users, then those people got lots of uh, opportunity to, um, to lose their hair because just many things didn't work with that and one of the people um, suffering most from it was our manual maintainer Jason McIntyre who had to, had to devise lots and lots of tricks for getting around all those, those bugs. Um, of course that could also have been mitigated by updating to a more modern graph However, that gets you only so far because the newest graph um, is GPL v3 and also as a user you pro probably don't want that. Then what is quite important about man pages is that they format fast. I mean when you type man something you want to see something right away and not a few seconds later. Um, with graph that worked by installing preformatted manuals, which means that on what you have installed on your computer, you have lost all the structure. We are now planning as the next step to move the manuals in OpenBSD to be installed unformatted, such that you can much more easily search them for structured information. And that will give you not right now, but perhaps in a few months, at the latest in a year or so, or half a year, a uh, much, much better apropos man minus, minus k. So these are just two points that are really visible for end users. It should be noted in terms of structure that uh, growth as a uh, rather powerful of course, uh, text formatting utility uh, by necessity just considers the presentation of documents, you say it, you know, how big the tabs are, and what, what uh, font decoration to use, and so on and so forth. And the macros that it uses, like MDoc macros that you write your manuals in, are distilled by Groff down into these low-level commands that say what color should I use, where should I put my margins, and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's important to say that MANDOC is, is completely different in that it considers MDoc to be a language in and of itself and thus, when it uh, compiles a manual document, it keeps all the semantic information. So we actually act upon uh, the semantic content of a manual and not the presentation content of the manual. In the case of MDoc, of course, for man, there is no semantic content. So your, your older or Linux manuals or whatever are, are basically presentation blobs 
versus the OpenBSD and other BSD manuals being the MDoc format are very rich with information in terms of what is being expressed there, functions, variables, uh, include files, all this sort of stuff. Kind of reminds me of when people talk about web design and markup, mm -hmm. where instead of having specifying italics, you specify emphasis, mm -hmm. and depending on whether it's to screen or to voice or something else, it's going to be displayed differently. Mm. That is exactly what the MDoc format is. It is a markup format um, for manual content, and the difference to uh, other markup formats like HTML or XML that is used by some other markup, uh, by some other manual presentation tools is that you can write it very easily by hand, just with a text editor. So it's very compact and it's very rich in information. It should be added that we, when we say man, in, in this regard, we don't mean man like the utility, but there happens to also be a format called man. So this is uh, supremely confusing when writing presentations. I really haven't figured out a good way to express that I'm talking about the man manual format and not the man program. I don't know a good way to do it. So You uh, could say man one and man seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that'd be a strange conversation to have between, <laughs> between friends. <laughs> now, besides uh, viewing these on the console, mm. I guess the utility that you have also helps in displaying it in other formats. Could you describe that? Yeah, yeah this is actually uh, where man, where a man dog rather really takes off and really is able to, to shine in this regard because the structured output it can produce like X, uh, X HTML and HTML uh, really you can you can decorate it with CSS uh, it's very very richly annotated actually in CSS so you can really uh, express all sorts of great things like you know code snippets should have nice backgrounds or, or really whatever you want and, uh, by of course yourself well you've, you've demonstrated that the XHTML output or the HTML of course can be easily incorporated into EPUB documents and uh, with just some minor CSS changes to account for the limited uh, screen size. So these things are now very possible to do with Mandoc, which uh, of course is completely not possible with, uh, with Grow HTML, for a good reason of course, again because Grow has to consider the whole wide corpus of, uh, of text that is possible versus we, who can simply throw all the rest away and just focus on these tiny little subsets of the whole language. So not only do we have this nice uh, XHTML and HTML, which of course was the original intent, uh, we have PDF, which is actually not so good in the, the PDF that's outputted is very, 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 very bloated, uh, which is a really great project for somebody out there, as well as the PostScript. So PostScript and PDF gurus uh, would have a field day with this. Uh, but also recently, rather recently actually, we've uh, had an output mode that's takes the semantic content from MDoc manuals and creates a database of them. Uh, and this will allow us, and actually is right now allowing us, to search through manuals and to really mine them for information, like where can I find this function name, where can I find this include file, where can I find the standard or author name or whatnot. And there's even a demo which is linked off of the MDoc website, I believe, and elsewhere, a note in my presentation. So, that there's really a, a rich field of, of things that we can do now, which before were always talked about, you know, expressing manuals semantically and doing something with that. Well, now we actually can do something with that. So it's an interesting time uh, in terms of creativity. Well, what can we do? You know, if I have 5,000 manuals in my system, you know, what would I want from them? And this is not possible to do. So 
there is definitely an opportunity for some creativity here. So people do have thoughts, well, I would like to do this. Then by all means, the, uh, the opportunity is there, the libraries are there, the code has been written, and uh, it's time to have some fun. I guess the BSDs pride themselves on good documentation. Have you found a lot of poorly designed documentation in this process? Yes, I'm not so sure. Really, the BSDs in general pride them of good documentation. It is really different in the different BSDs. Um, in OpenBSD, we pride ourselves that as much of our documentation as possible is in one place, that is in the manuals, and only a tiny fraction that doesn't fit in the manual, manuals is in other, one other place, which is the FAQ. That is different, for example, in FreeBSD, where they have a lot of different content spread around different media, and what was really strange, uh, still they, they say they regard documentation as important, but uh, when you sit on a FreeBSD system, obviously you, you need the books and you need all that other content still from the web, because um, of the following effect, when we were invited to attend the free de FreeBSD developers summit regarding documentation, they didn't even mention manuals. All they discussed was somehow centered around the, the books and other documents. So this is ha being handled very differently. And specifically regarding FreeBSD manuals, they are among those that have the most problems regarding the syntax of the code. So you find quite a number of syntactical problems in there when you look at them with syntax validators. Also, FreeBSD officially has moved their complete documentation to, um, to SGML or XML-based formats. No. Um, .book, exactly. However, um, after talking to them, it, it turns out that they already talk about moving from SGML to XML, but actually still maintain their manuals in MAN and MDoc format. So they are already doing the next step before, doing, before having done one. And even if they would move their manuals to SGML and then perhaps to XML, that would bring them into new problems because DocBook, the tool to format this stuff, is GPL v3. I'm not sure they would be willing to import that into base. Um, it builds, or the output it produces at some point will need modern graph, which we in OpenBSD can have because we can have it in the plots tree. They would have to have it in base, but it's GPL v3. So at some point, the whole tool chain will probably not work for them anymore. And they, I'm not aware how they are going, going to do it. They certainly have a few years to re resolve that problem, but at some point, it will bite them. And one way out would certainly be to just stick with a very simple format that is working well for manuals 
like MDoc. But of course, that's for them to decide and to figure out. But your hope, I guess, in this project is not just going back and fixing something that's old, but maybe encouraging a resurgence of the use of this this format and getting man pages to be first-class citizen on all the systems again. Yeah, no, this is not good because it's old. This is good even though it is old. Very often you have you have an effect that new languages are devised that are really better than old things. But in this case, strangely, it turns out that the oldest, not, not, not exactly the oldest, the, the very old man language really is, is a bad language for the, for the purposes of formatting documentation. But the MDoc language is really very smart. And every, everything that no, new formats boast um, semantic annotation, parsability by computers, cross-linking both inside and outside documents, all that can be very, very conveniently and cleanly done by this MDoc language. So by using something more complicated, you just make things more complicated for no gain. And that is why I like MDoc so much and why I think that going with Mandoc is even better for the future than using something that was devised later but is not better. It seems like this would help avoid maybe the situation they have in Linux where some things are in man but then they went with info because they wanted a little bit more like hyperlinking. So what you're saying is the MDoc or the MANDoc will give you sort of a lot of the traditional basic just display a man page but also the ability to sort of link between things and, and I guess the database and searchability uh, makes it quite useful for future purposes. Yeah, the, the tech info does have a nice advantage in terms of being able to link within other documents, so you can have a, a hierarchical structure. And in man, MDoc, for the time being, you can only link to other manuals completely. But there's room for improvements, definitely, not only in that regard, but in some others. Mm-hmm. But this, this is something that can come. I think that uh, the benefits of the tool that exists already, the benefits of the format that exists already should be taken into account and, and we can work together with the graph people in order to, to slowly edge in new features uh, that are really required, like, for example, linking within another document. Uh, so you so mean so linking to a specific place? Yeah, like a document. specific yes. section mm. or a specific tag, uh, just like with an href link uh, within an, an anchor. So this, this is all possible, I mean, uh, but I don't think hitherto anybody's really uh, taken the time to focus on this language as something that can evolve in a very structured, iterative, and controlled way. And now that there are two utilities that really address, of course there are other troughs, but, but that really focus on MDoc, uh, now there's an opportunity to, to put our heads together and to do something interesting. I think we are not quite there yet, there yet to try and improve and evolve the language. Before doing, before doing that, we should do further consolidation in OpenBSD. Uh, we should, above all, do some serious work on documentation. I think the documentation we have now, our MDoc manual, our MAN manual, are already better than what is available elsewhere. But we still need to integrate, check it whether anything that is available elsewhere needs to be integrated. And it's so far all purely reference documentation. What we really need on top of that is 
is a manual for for beginners, a tutorial. I and uh, if somebody says I'm just a programmer, I don't want to spend my time learning MDoc. I sympathize with that. We should give those people, besides good examples, I mean, most people in such situations that just copy existing manuals and then work from that, we should then give them an easy-to-understand introduction explaining the most, um, the most basic steps. And once that is done... I think we go to the we can get to the things Christophs just mentioned. That'll, that'll take several years. I mean, we still don't even fully understand the problems or whether there are problems at all in terms of things like linking into other sections. Is there really a case where we needed to do that? Uh, this this remains to be seen, and, and it will take years to. to uh, I mean, we, we have plenty think, of time. <laughs> I think it will less will be less important than in uh, tech info and GNU mm-hmm. info for the following reason: most manual pages are longer than a page but not much longer so when we have a set of tools then we we tend to have a set of manual pages with it whereas in GNU Info you can have very big book like structures within a single file so in most cases with manual pages, just linking to the page is probably even good enough. Mm. Although in terms of the, the developers and, and manuals, I think my approach is much more hardline than Ingo's in that uh, I think a programmer who does not take the time to learn very rigorously not only the language in which they're writing the code, but the language in which they're writing the documentation should really reconsider their, uh, their status in the first place. I mean... As well, a user, as a user, I, I, I agree with that, except that I think we can only talk, take that uh, that position if the language is really simple. Yeah, because um, a programmer may choose to use a complicated programming language if that's up to his task, but what is required to write good documentation should never be complicated or hard to handle or require elaborate tool chains mm, because that is, that is not what the programmer is interested in mm. and that cannot be expected from the programmer. On the other hand, if, if a programmer says a language that is from its basic concepts, even though in a different syntax similar to HTML, and has a couple of dozen of commands, most of them grouping into families that are quite similar and can easily be looked up. And then somebody says, oh, that's too complicated, I cannot learn that, and I cannot look it up when I need it. Then it's probably getting ridiculous, that's not a programmer. So we need to keep it simple, such that programmers, without having any effort, can just use it. That's the point, I think. Yeah, there I agree. So at this point... Um, you know, if I were, which I'm not, but a programmer working on a user land utility in one of the BSDs, uh, do I have to wait for that distribution, whatever you want to call it, that family of BSD, to switch over to this system? Um, or can you sort of be mixing and matching the, the styles of your original source for your documentation? They're fully compatible, I think. You, you can, uh, we very explicitly note in the MDoc 
manual that is distributed with Mandoc, the constructions, the, the you know, Roth constructions, the language constructions that are incompatible between Mandoc and Groff and incompatible between Groff and Groff and Groff and other troughs and so on and so forth. And we try to be fairly rigorous, uh, although we leave some out. Uh, the bigger things, for example, in, in historical Groff, there was a limit to the number of items you could put on a line. Uh, and that limit was quite small, about nine, nine arguments on a line. Uh, this has been lifted both in New Groff and in Mandoc, but somebody who is writing manuals that uh, are meant for machines that still have this old Groff will, will have this problem. So these are, these are kind of growing pains, I think, within the manual writing community that are the same growing pains of any language that is a living uh, experience. But for the most part, in the general case, manuals that are written using our MDOC reference will work with Groff and vice versa. And in fact, that's one of the whole design goals of the project, is to be completely compatible with those manuals that have hitherto always been written for Groff. And with your own software, you can easily check. So if you have existing manuals written either in the MAN language or in the MDOC language, just go ahead, look at them with Graph. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead, run MANDOC minus TLint on them. Mm -hmm. If there are errors, that means probably part of what you are doing is not compatible with all systems out there. You should really, when you see errors, you should really investigate what's up. Um, when you see warnings, that means there may be stylistic problems. You could also have a look. And you can, of course, also look at the manuals and see whether they look good. And chances are, for most of the existing manuals, that should just be fine. In case you, are, you don't yet have manuals, well, just go ahead, look at um, existing manuals in the OpenBSD tree, copy them and change them so that they um, they describe your own pro program and also of course have a look at the MDOC manual page right? which is, is as we mentioned before the, the reference the per macro reference in MDOC I think pretty much surpasses what is in the prior MDOC samples in some areas a little bit lacking but it's very yep. rigorous so and of course, if you do see things that are missing from it, please let us know, Tell because us, yeah. this is a, a kind of a downside of, of spending so much time with MDOC and also writing the utility in the manuals that we assume knowledge that we have of the language that, that many others don't have, and thus we cannot really look at this manual in, in a really third-party objective sense. And the more we have other people looking at this manual, reporting back and saying, I didn't understand this, or you know, what the heck is an address, what does this mean, is it a physical address, email, the more people who are letting us know and, and reporting back, the better, because that will just make the quality of it, just like any piece of source code, uh, better and better. And, and right now, this, uh, especially in terms of the documentation that's distributed with the documentation tool, this is very important. We want to have this be a very nice product, and, uh, and this will be very, very helpful to us. And you mentioned that OpenBSD is now using this natively for formatting man pages. I know it downloads, compiles, and runs on FreeBSD. I've done that. Is it pretty portable across most operating systems? I think it actually is portable across all operating systems. Uh, we've had, uh, Jörg actually in NetBSD has been very thorough in testing this on lots of different systems. I've had reports also coming back from uh, Solaris people, 
both Old Sun and the Open Solaris, uh, strange architectures like uh, AIX, people have been uh, writing. And I think, from what I understand, it runs on all of them. And if you do find a system that Mendot does not run on that's Unix-based, please let me know immediately, because I really uh, want those fixed. It also should compile, and does compile, because I've done it in PCC, in LL, LLVM, is that the name of Clang? So. Yes, it should work in that, and, and we've tested it before also, of course, GCC. And uh, with a small change, it can run on Windows. I just haven't made that change quite yet. Uh, the code itself is NCC. If you do plan on compiling the new indexer, which is called make what is appropriately uh, as part of the newest uh, MDOCML source, you do have to have Berkeley DB installed. All BSDs do. Uh, Linux, you need to install it separately sometimes. Uh, but this is not linked directly to the build when you run make. So yes, it should run on everything that's out there. And if you really want it to run on Windows for some sort of reason, then, then do let me know, and, uh, and we can work on that, because I know the change that must take place is not big. It can already read files that come from Windows in terms of the end-of-line terminators. I think, Ingo, you put that work in to do that a few months ago. Uh, calling that work is an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> and if people want to find out more about this project, where should they go? To BSD, LFE. MDoc ML BSD LV. Yes, although Definitely. if you're using the downstream, uh, if you're on NetBSD or you're on OpenBSD or you're on FreeBSD, do contact the downstream people uh, just because you know that's where the installation for your downstream is to take place. So it is better to stick with what's on your system as per the system than to go out. Uh, but I don't know of any other... I know that uh, there's a Mac ports available, which I don't use myself, but I think it's old... There were some Linuxes that were talking about using it, which I think is a dead end. If you're on a BSD system, it's there. If you're on something else, you'll have to download it again from the aforementioned URI. That's bsd.lv. Yes, mdocml.bsd.lv. And uh, you can also find linked off of there the uh, search engine that is written for uh, just as, as a demo. So all sorts of goodies are there to be seen, the XHTML output and so on and so forth. Great. Well, thank you for taking some time with me, and uh, I look forward to maybe writing a man page. So. <laughs> uh, you, you have mentioned several times code you've written or want to write. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this actually uh, is somewhat interesting. If you're writing a new manual page, you're kind of in a nice position to provide documentation back to us in terms of your experiences. And when I do a search on, on the Google for writing Unix manual pages, I invariably pull up things that are 10 15 years old. So the more you, as a, as a manual writer, talk about your experiences, and the more you publish those, the more other people are going to read that. So this is, uh, this is a very good way to kind of encourage other people who have not yet taken the first steps to show them it's not that difficult. And of course, we can help you make it not difficult in the beginning. <laughs> and right. So we're here to help. But, but thank you again sure. for inviting us here to talk. All right. Thank you. If you'd like to leave a comment or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 204.